It was an off day for the Dodgers, but not an off day for us as we put out a call for questions, and you guys provided a lot of them. Talk about playoff rotation. We'll talk a little bit about the playoffs, talk about Dave Roberts. We'll get into a lot of things surrounding the Dodgers. So that's what's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube, simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Become a part of the exclusive Everydayers Club by listening every day help you listen every day you can subscribe and get notified every time our episodes are live and ready for you to listen to or watch if this is your first time listening watching i'm vince samperio joined by my co-host jeff snyder and we're both lifelong dodger fans and we've both spent time covering the team we've both been in the press box in the locker room we've been in dodger stadium we've been in different areas we've talked to players we've talked to coaches we've talked to a bunch of different people and uh, we're not quite insiders but we're here to bring you what we think is a knowledgeable perspective on the Dodgers, and that's all we can promise you, and that's all we can bring you, and that's all we do bring you every weekday morning. We put out a call for questions, and we got a lot of them, a lot of a lot of questions. Uh, so thank you, everybody, to who asked the question. Before we get into them, just real quick, uh, it was reported by Jack Harris of the LA Times and a couple other reporters that Gus Varlin is getting called up to the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers will have to make a corresponding 40-man roster move. There's a few candidates there uh, that seem relatively easy to either move to a 60-day I.O. or just DFA if they don't. You know, you know. Yeah, the hard part is they're going to need to make some of those moves for Walker Bueller and you know whoever else comes back from the 60-day I.L. Uh, so, yeah, maybe Gus Varland will eventually be one of those moves himself if he doesn't perform, but uh, hopefully he will. Yeah, so that is all on the news front. We wait, was Omar putting news, Jeff? Um, no, I think that was oh, just the everybody who matters in the NL West lost today. The Dodgers had the day off. The other four teams all played. The Rockies beat the D-backs, and then the Rays beat the Giants, and the Orioles beat the Padres. So Dodgers picked up ground on all three teams that are within shouting distance of them. There we go. That'll work. That's a productive off day for sure. All right, let's get right into these questions. Like I mentioned, we got a lot of them. Uh, we got a bunch about the pitching, rotation pitching staff in general. So I'm just going to kind of lump all these together and we can kind of talk through everything. Uh, one from Jonathan at LA Dodgers CT3. What does the Dodgers postseason pitching roster look like? Mentioned there's a lot of guys that could potentially come out of the pen and pitch multiple innings. Who makes the roster? There's one from Matt at MLB. MLB All Hawks or ML Ball Hawks. I don't know how you pronounce it. What does the rotation look like in a month? There's one from Eric the Dub Two. How would you use Walker Bueller when he comes back? And would you use Bobby Miller as more relief in the playoffs or stardom? Uh, one from Alex underscore seven about trying and making it back in time. And if Pepio gets called up, would he have some type of role in the postseason? One from Cozy J with four Ys about. You can see Almonte making the playoff roster if he continues 
uh, the way he's going, you know, he's on IL currently, but when everyone's healthy, what does the rotation look like? I believe that's all of them. Yeah, you know, this is a really hard question to answer because the answer, it's kind of a cop-out, but the answer is it depends on how well these guys pitch. It depends on who's healthy. You know, the, I mean, the answer specifically for Walker Bueller is what role would he use him in? Use him in? Whatever role is he's going to help the team the most. And right now, I have no way of knowing, you know, if, if Bueller's built up and he's effective, uh, but I mean, we have to remember that he was struggling a little bit last year before he got hurt. And so, you know, even if Bueller's totally healthy, it's not guaranteed that he's one of the Dodgers' best three or four starters, starter options. Uh, and so the the one thing I do know is that uh, if everybody's healthy, there will be a lot of surprises on this postseason roster, or at least maybe not surprises, but uh, there will be some some snubs, some guys who don't make the roster because either they're going to go with several starter-type guys in the bullpen or they're going to leave several starter-type guys off the roster. And it seems to me more likely that some of these starters end up in the bullpen which means some of the Dodgers quote unquote relievers end up off the roster. Yeah. With Bueller, you know, it's hard to tell if it's one of those where, you know, he had September 1st as a comeback that he wants to come back this season. You know, maybe they're just kind of led leading him on a little bit saying, yeah, Walker, you know, get back, whatever, but don't necessarily have the intentions or the belief that he'll be ready to go for October. So with him, it, I, I rise up right now. I wouldn't count Walker Bueller in October plans. That could very much change, but I wouldn't count him in October plans. Blake Trining, we haven't, you know, we'll hear today from Roberts. I would imagine an update on him, how he's felt, when he's going to throw again, if he's back and is throwing. You know, Robert said this stuff would play that he threw the other day. Then I would expect him to have, you know, at least the very least consideration for October. You know, guys like Emmett Sheehan right now probably not. Ryan Pepio. I don't think any October consideration just based on the fact that he didn't get to pitch all year. And, you know, he, he kind of got screwed in that sense of, of him being injured, but you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, Michael Grove potentially as a reliever, but again, it's just going to depend if this injury is real or not. And if he comes back, you know, guys like Yancy Almonte could get pushed off the roster based on if, you know, what some of these other answers of guys are healthy, you know, it, it, there is a lot of questions to be answered, but I think, you know, when it comes down to it, if everyone's healthy and throwing the way they should be throwing, then yeah, you consider Bueller, you consider Trinan. That might push Amante. That might push, you know, other guys that have pitched for the Dodgers in the entirety of the year. You know, Alex Vesia, that might push him off the roster. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to go about it. And kind of what we talked about the other day, where this year seems like more of a pitching staff rather than, you know, a pitching rotation and et cetera. They are going to have starters, obviously. But it's not going to be one of those where, you know, they're counting on starters to go six plus innings. They're going to have a lot of different arms to throw at you in varying roles. And if they don't think that, you know, all their starters are going to go five, six innings, they could carry some of those other starters to kind of bridge the gap, get some innings in between the game. Ryan Yarborough, you know, even Michael Grove, someone like that, get you two, three innings, one time through a lineup in the middle of the game to get you to that back end of the bullpen. Yeah, for sure. Um, should we do one more or should we take a break first? We got time for one more. Okay. Uh, this one's from Emilio at Emilio Z 323 on Twitter. Does winning the regular season over and over lose its magic when we keep getting bounced to the playoffs? I guess it's more of a personal take. He says, 
Yeah, I don't feel it does. Uh, this is coming from a Raider fan. Like the Raiders for a while, at least the last couple of years, they've been competitive. But for a while there, the Raiders were bad every single year. And th- there's no fun in watching a bad team. There's no fun in watching a team that has no chance of making the playoffs, has no chance of doing anything, you know, in the postseason. Whereas the Dodgers, there's been a chance the last now 11 seasons. There's been, you know, a chance to win a World Series. And I'll take that every day. And it does suck, you know, that the fact that we think of October uh, probably not in the best light. That part does suck. But in the regular season, I'm enjoying it. You know, you're enjoying all the stories that have come in, especially this season where, you know, it was a little bit different than seasons past. So for me, I'm going to enjoy the regular season for everything that, it, you know, that comes with it for all the stuff that happens, all the walk-offs, all the fun moments, you know, everything that comes with it. And then I just leave the stressing and worrying to October and, and see what happens then. Yeah. Baseball season for me is a seven month investment and I enjoy, you know, the first six months. Uh, I really enjoy that the Dodgers put together a, a good team. And I have to point out, there are only two teams in major league baseball who have won the world series more recently than the Dodgers. Like the Dodgers won the world series three years ago. It's not, I, I'm yeah. I, uh, for for me, that uh, healed a lot of old wounds, and when they win it again this year, that'll help too. But uh, yeah, uh, I am in it for the long haul. More questions about this year's team, some questions about Dave Roberts and everything else you guys asked coming up, so let's stay locked on Dodgers. It's summer, and uh, you know maybe you're having a summer barbecue, picking up some burgers, picking up some hot dogs, some hot links chicken asada, whatever you're picking up, you're already doing it. So why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? It's officially summer and that means new clothes and your closet's not the only thing that should be growing when you make purchases. You should get cash back with each purchase with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. And right now, Ibotta is offering listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using code MLB when you register. Go to the app or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB. And you'll get $5 just for trying it out. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Player App Store and code MLB. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. For not your first listen of the day every day, why not listen to us first thing in the morning? Every We're here for you every weekday morning. Lockdown Dodgers, where we get podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. Remember, if you cannot watch the game or you want to listen to the game or, you know, you just want to mix it up sometimes, SiriusXM or the SXM app, search Dodgers. You can listen to the home broadcast for any game. You can also find us there with Lockdown Dodgers. Let's get right back into these questions. We had one from our buddy Gavin. Trying to find it. Uh, that Jeff did some research for. So he said it might be anecdotal, but it feels like this team strikes out less than last year, or at least strikes out less with runners on base. Is this actually the case? Uh, The answer to both questions is yes, but not by that much. Uh, Last year, the Dodgers struck out 22% of the time. The league average is 22.7. So they struck out slightly less than, than average Uh, this year. 
the league average is 22.5 and the Dodgers are down to 21.6. So the league average dropped by 0.2%. The Dodgers dropped by 0.4%. So striking out slightly less and slightly less even compared to the league average. So that's awesome. Um, And then with runners on base last year, the Dodgers, hold on calculator app. There it is. Last year, the Dodgers struck out 21.3% of the time with runners on base. uh, So less than, less than their overall average this year, it's 20.8% of the time. So again, about the same drop in the overall strikeout rate is uh, their on-base strikeout rate. I don't know that either of them are super significant. Like, so, so I guess my answer to Gavin is yes, it's the thing, but I still think it's probably more anecdotal in your mind because I don't know that uh, half a percent is noticeable enough to really notice it. Um, uh, so you, you're right, but probably by accident, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and this might be anecdotal again, if we broke it down, like recently, like the last month or so, maybe that, you know, recency bias plus anecdotal, maybe that, you know, kind of fits the narrative. But again, we talked about this the other day, how it feels like this team is, you know, a little bit different when it comes to putting the ball in play. Um, they are slightly different than last year's team. So I guess technically we are right. But Yeah, and I didn't crunch the numbers on the specifics like each specific, you know, runners on in scoring position less than two outs, you know, things like that. Uh, and so may- maybe I will when I have some time crunch those numbers, see if there's anything significant there. We got two questions about retired numbers, so let's lump them together. Our buddy Stephen at Stephen R. Cole says, we knew number 34 was unofficially retired for years but are there any other Dodgers numbers that are not retired, but also not issued and Smitty at J Smith 0808 uh, in the spirit of the number retirement retirement ceremony. We know number 22 is a future lot to be retired. Who else do you both see having a number retired in the future? And secondly, what is the number you both want to see retired? Thanks as always go blue. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't believe there's any numbers that aren't issued. Um, yeah, not that I know of the ones that, you know, people talk about are 55 with Hershiser, but a lot of people have 55 uh, since him. You know, Andre Ethier wouldn't be a consideration for a retired number, but he was with the Dodgers forever, and they gave his number away, like, right after. So I don't think there's anyone else that fits that bill. In terms of future ones, you know, number 50, it appears, is on that way there. If Mookie continues to play the way he's been playing, um, he'll be – you know, going in as a Dodger, considering that he's going to have way more years with the Dodgers and I would imagine more productive years as a Dodger. You know, we can talk about Freddie Freeman potentially. You know, he's, he's a potential Hall of Fame path. Uh, he'd maybe have to do some big things with the Dodgers here in the next few years or stay with the Dodgers beyond that. Or, you know, who knows? There might be a path there. Other than that, I don't think anyone else right now stands out. Um, and in terms of numbers, I'd like to see retired. I don't think there's any number that's not retired right now of a player that's not in the Hall of Fame that I would really be like, oh, he should be retired. But yeah. that that's in my generation. Your generation might be a little different. Yeah, and I've, you know, we've probably talked about this before. There's plenty of guys who I wouldn't mind seeing their numbers retired. Steve Garvey. The, the problem with Garvey is where do you draw the line? Because it was the four guys in the infield and, like, Bill Russell shouldn't have his number retired. And so, and Ron Say was better than Steve Garvey. So if you're retiring Garvey, even though Garvey was more famous and more popular, won an MVP, Ron Say was a better player. So, you know, and I've said before, I wouldn't mind them retiring. 
Ron Say's number uh, for both Ron Say and Justin Turner because it was also Justin Turner's number. Um, and, and so do Say and Garvey, then do you do Davy Lopes? Like for me, I'd say Say and Garvey would, would I wouldn't be upset by that, but it also doesn't bother me that those guys aren't retired. I do think 50, you know, if Mookie Betts makes the Hall of Fame, it will definitely be in a Dodgers hat because he's will have spent so much more of his career with the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman, I think, will make the Hall of Fame and think he'll either have a Braves hat or a no logo hat. Uh, so I think that'll be an interesting one to see if the Dodgers retire his number, even though he won't go in the Hall of Fame as a Dodger. You know, kind of we, we wondered the same thing with Mike Piazza when Piazza made the Hall of Fame. We wonder if they would retire number 31 for him. They haven't, uh, but there's also a lot of uh, underlying circumstances regarding Piazza because his breakup with the Dodgers was not amicable and uh, and it hasn't yet been fixed. And he, you know, he leaned way into that Mets thing. Freddie's going to probably end his career with the Dodgers uh, or at least the, the most productive parts of his career will end with the Dodgers. And so, Assuming he's on good terms with the Dodgers, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see number five retired when Freddie does make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I'll just pretend right. it was for Mike Marshall. There you go. One last one real quick uh, from Ari at Ari Hirschstand. When someone's on a hot streak, do you think it's bad form to bench them for a righty-lefty matchup? Mentioned Rojas Muncy out, man, in that sense. Uh, I don't think it's bad form because I don't actually believe in – the hot hand. I think the hot hand is a real thing in some sports, uh, but in baseball, I, I don't really think it is. You know, even even when a guy says, you know, announcers will say, "Man, the ball must look like a beach ball to him. He's seeing everything well." Well, you know what? A lot of times, those guys go for four the next day, and a lot of times, the guys are who are being successful. Am I breaking up again, Vince? Is that why you shook yeah. your head? Yeah. Oh, you just disagree. I was with thinking me? of Eddie Rosario. Oh man hate that guy. Um, but a lot of times the guys are being successful because they're being put in the position to succeed. You know, Jason Hayward, I, I've been pleasantly surprised to not see people clamoring for Hayward to play every day because I think a lot of his success has come from the fact that he has played almost exclusively against right-handed pitching. And so I think uh, for me, when a guy gets hot, it's evidence that their approach is working, not evidence that they should change their approach. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said, uh, with the hot hand, I think that sometimes there is, whether how long it lasts or whatever, um, there's times where guys just are lock, whatever locked in. It might be just me feeling that way. But the other thing is with a guy like Outman specifically, he doesn't have bad numbers against lefties this year. So if he is seeing the ball well, hitting well, and then, you know, he gets benched for somebody, you know, let's just say he gets benched next day and then Rojas is in the lineup instead of him, not directly, but, you know, indirectly. It feels a little off sometimes just because, well, Alvin doesn't have bad negative lefty splits. He's hit them relatively well this year. But, again, it, there's a lot of stuff that plays into it. And, obviously, the Dodgers in a good spot right now, so it's hard to argue. Yeah, and Outman does play most of the time, even against lefties. Uh, by the way, Eddie Rosario in 2021 in the World Series, after having the hot hand against the Dodgers, he batted 227 with a 664 OPS in the World Series, which yeah, kind of hand doesn't last forever. Yeah, and that, that's kind of my point. You know, it's uh, you you put guys in position where they're most likely to succeed, rather than assuming that hey, he's hot right now, he's going to stay hot forever. 
We got more questions coming, some Dave Roberts-specific ones, which is always your guys' favorite, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. I wouldn't bet on the Raiders to win the Super Bowl, uh, and I don't know how many times they're going to win you in the regular season. So don't bet them, but whatever your team is or whatever your team thinks is going to be good, go check them out right now. Go put your money on them to get your bonus bets. And remember, you can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. A lot of things to use those bonus bets on. So why not do it? It's essentially giving you free bets. So go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right. Let's get right back into these questions. We have one from Dave Say Yes. He says, it was cool to see the Hunsuk Young press conference today. An important signing for the Dodgers future. Got him thinking, how could Lee Jung-Hoo of the Heroes be a fit in L.A. with the Dodgers getting that bidding war? Yeah, unfortunately, I am not a KBO expert. Um, and so I, you know, I, I've heard that name. I know he's uh, planning on coming to the U.S., but uh, I don't really have any idea if that's the kind of you know, part of me thinks with the pitchers the Dodgers are likely to be going after between their their young starters who are coming up, plus theoretically being in the bidding for Shohei Otani, plus Walker Bueller coming back. Um, I'm not. Oh, this guy's I, a hitter. This guy's a hitter. Oh, he's a hitter. Oh, yeah. um, I just assumed it was it was uh, pitching. Okay, uh, that's uh, what position does he play? He plays outfield. Yeah. So a lot of it comes down to fit, you know, and uh, the Dodgers, they've never really made a play for any uh, Asian hitter. I don't think, you know, the uh, they've been pitchers. I, I, they haven't really gone after any of the hitters and I don't know if that's a team philosophy or if it's just a, a coincidence, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You have any thoughts, Vince? Yeah. I just, it, you know, other than Otani recently, a lot of the guys that come over have, you know, not necessarily been as hot or as good as they have been overseas in whether it's Korea or Japan. You know, there is an adjustment period. We've seen it with Yoshida with the Red Sox this year. We saw it with, with Han Song Kim his first season. He's kind of, you know, he's not a, a power hitter, but he's been a productive hitter the last couple of years, at least productive enough uh, for where he is. So I don't see them getting in on it uh, just for the simple fact that, you know, they, they don't necessarily have – a lot of openings right now uh, for position players that they'd go after somebody a little more established that would have to be a starter at this point. Yeah. Um, speaking of Koreans, next question from at I N X S kick. Uh, oh, NXS kick. Uh, Hunjin Ryu came back from his second Tommy John. He's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. What about him as a Dodger starting rotation option next year? Yeah, I don't see it. The Dodgers have a lot of young arms that are going to be able to step up next year. Anything they get in terms of starting pitcher has to be a number one or two. 
or a innings eater in the vein of Tyler Anderson and what Noah Syndergaard was supposed to be this year. I don't see them going anything for middle of the middle of the pack. Yeah, I agree. All right, next question. We got a few from our buddy Kevin at BlueGoon82. We'll lump a couple of these together. He says, where does Chris Heather fit on this roster now that guys like Rosario and Kike are ahead of them? And then he asked about Michael Bush playing left, help him fit on this year's roster. Yeah, Chris Taylor's an interesting one because I don't uh, – yeah, it does seem like Kike and Rosario are kind of a similar profile as Taylor. And so it kind of comes down to the same thing we said with the pitchers. It's going to come down to who performs. Uh you know, Kiki and Rosario aren't uh, aren't locks to be on the postseason roster. If they're not hitting, you know, it's hard to see all three of those guys, Kiki, Rosario, and Taylor on the postseason roster, although they're on the roster right now together. Um, but you're muted. Did you say they'd go with the hot hand? Uh, not the hot hand. The <laughs> person who has proven over a couple months that they are able to hit. Um, and, and so, yeah, Taylor – between his struggles last year and his struggles for a lot of this year, uh, I, I feel like he's going to have to earn his spot on the postseason roster. And as for Michael yeah. Bush, you know, maybe it is looking for, uh, maybe that is why they had him play the outfield to try to make more of a fit for him on the postseason roster, at least on the September roster to give him a chance to, to earn a spot. Yeah, I mean, like you said, all those guys are existing on the roster as it's currently presented. There's nobody hurt in terms of the position players. Uh, that's like a starter, um, you know, other than Gavin Lux, but he's not coming back. So, you know, Taylor could just be a guy off the bench whenever they need him. Or, or like you said, whoever is hitting better in September maybe gets – we've seen them do that with these guys before where, like, you know, whoever has the hotter September finds their way. Like, you know, Gavin Lex found his way into the postseason roster. Corey Seager found his way into the postseason roster. Um, you know, guys have earned their playing time. Chris Taylor didn't even start the wild card game the year he hit the walk-off home run in it and then ended up, you know, playing more in the in the Brave series um, and then ended up hitting a three-home run game. So, like, you know, there's a lot of different things that can happen. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll do this one quickly. Our buddy Brandon Johnson at Brandon John 442. He wants us to do a quick debate. Uh, I'm going to say one sentence each, okay? Uh, you have to be in favor of Dave Roberts winning the manager of the year, and I have to be against it. So go. The Dodgers lost the most players are war to injuries. Weren't expected to comma. Weren't expected to win the division by most pundits, and they won the division once again. Uh, if the D-backs – Managed to make the playoffs. I think Tori Lavolo would be in the conversation, but I think David Bell is probably the front runner if the Reds either win their division or make the postseason. And Dave Roberts is a close second. Um, and if I'm being totally honest, even though I'm against it, Dave Roberts absolutely deserves to be the manager of the year. All right. Let's see. Is Mookie Betts the Mookie Best by Matt Kemp's Ghost? Mookie Betts is the Mookie Betts. So yes, um, I think. Oh, we'll go. We got one real quick, or I guess there's a couple. We'll have to save the couple that we have. Um, uh, let's do that one from Jesus real quick, since I put it yeah, on the ground. Well, you know the answer. Yeah. Is Mookie's status for the Gold Glove at the end of the season to stay in right field, or does it change the utility with him playing in the infield as well? Yeah. So 
uh, as far as I know, Major League Baseball and Rawlings haven't defined how much you have to play multiple positions to be eligible for the utility gold glove. Last year, Brendan Donovan won it in the National League, and he played uh, – his most common position was second base where he played 35 games, which happens to be the same number of games Mookie Betts has played at second base this year. Uh, but Mookie's also played 75 in right field and 14 at shortstop. Donovan last year played uh, all four infield positions and both corner outfield positions and DH. DH maybe works against him there, but played six different de- defensive positions. Um, so Mookie only playing three positions uh, may work against him, but since it's not defined and Mookie is a big star and a big name and a history of winning gold gloves, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Mookie win the, the utility player gold glove. You're on mute. You're muted still. I'm used. I tried to stop muting, but I haven't stopped, I guess. Yeah. Uh, thank you for all the questions. There's a couple more that we might try to sprinkle in the rest of this week. Thank you for all the questions. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Just search for Lockdown Dodgers. You can become an everydayer, which is the exclusive club of people that listen to this podcast every day or as close to every day as they can. All you got to do is just start listening every single day. That's the easiest part to do. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's 91. You can DM one of us or that might be the easiest way right now just because Twitter is being a little bit different uh, now that someone else is running it. But that's the easy way to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-LOCK. Remember, SiriusXM or the SXM app, if you want to listen to the Dodgers home broadcast for any game that you can't watch, just search Dodgers on SiriusXM or the SXM app. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, take smart advice, play podcasts, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.